Okay, fine. All right. Episode 19 of the Iron Old Heads podcast. We've made it 19 episodes. My name is Tommy. I'm one of your hosts. They also know me as TV Sports Cards. I'm here with my co-host and good friend, Max, a.k.a. Cards Max, a.k.a. Cards Max Worldwide, a.k.a. Cards Max Worldwide Unlimited, Unrated. Max, how are you doing this week, dude? I am doing good. It is a very, very late night episode at 6.57 p.m. Eastern time, right before bedtime, early in the morning, early to rise. I am doing great, and I'm all about cards. Yes, I got a good text from Max when I was texting him if we're going to record right now, and he goes, I just woke up from a nap. I'm ready. Let's get it. I love that sort of energy, Max. I... Myself have been feeling a little. Uh, I'm having some new collecting feelings lately. Um, as people know, I've been consolidating. I have not been buying as many cards as normal because I've been paying you my my dues for the card that you're gonna send me. But it's a new experience for me, kind of like being the slow burn and like saving up for the card. Um, we are but- at sixty five percent of the amount that Tommy wants to pay me. Yes. And we are at 86% of what is actually needed for the item. For Max to reach his uh, money back guarantee program. but reach his money back guarantee. And then I can get it off in a nice USPS small flat rate box. Give it a nice little oh. Italian smooch on the box for good luck. And send it off to Chicago. Well, I think we might do a little hand delivery action on this one. We might, we have, might. I, might I might have to ha- let you because hang on to it. we might both be in Las Vegas. True. And fun announcement for you, Max. I'm actually going to be in New York City next week. Next week. Or, th- I mean, not next week, this week. I am going to be oh. in New York Wednesday to Friday. I come in Friday evening, or Wednesday evening, leave Friday midday. Um, as in like two days from now? Yes, as in... Ludex is going to Barstool headquarters to film some stuff with uh, Coach Duggs, who I'm oh, not super you're, familiar you're with. you're a frat guy, and you're doing Barstool, and you're going to be drowning in, you know... Are we going to get cardboard featured on the pod on Barstool? There, it could be. It, that is what's going to be. Uh, it's with Coach Duggs, though, so it's not going to be with, like, Portnoy or whatever. But I, I'm not a huge Barstool person, so I don't really know all the characters and stuff. But yeah, maybe in my younger years. What I do know is that I am pro growing the hobby. I am pro getting sports fans in the know and educated on the hobby. And I am pro just more eyeballs on cardboard. So I'm excited to go out there and see what they're up to and see if they have any big plans for cards and the future of their content. So maybe that will be some fun teasing for next episode. Um, I am, I'm a lover and not a hater. And yeah, I can, I can ensure that New York times are going to be fun times. Also, I have card shows for you to go to if you're there for the weekend. No, I'm sadly not there for the weekend. Real quick business trip, but um, mm. I'm excited to follow up on this in the, in the next episode and talk about my experience there. But a um, little teaser for future content, but as New media, Max, us here at the Young Old Heads podcast. We are new media. Um, I'm excited to have some new media opportunities and excited to see what that can come with. Um, but it's been another week of cardboard. Max, you were blowing up my phone with PWCC auctions last night. I saw actually that there was a Bobby Fisher PSA 10 was on the PWCC auction, which apparently you missed. But that was, I think it went for 2400 Um, Pretty cool. But... Max, I want to hear what's up with you. Give me your your rundown. You've been you're active on the Twitter timeline as always. You're not as active on Instagram, but you text me every day that you're hungry. Tell me about your week, dude. What's been going on? My week is just a menagerie of the days blending towards each other. Um, something that I was thinking about was that as a, you know, I know you're the you pump out the more diehard collector and I'm more like, yeah, I do a little buying. I do a little selling. I do a little keeping. I'll have you know that uh, two nights ago, actually, no last night time, time flies. No, it was last night. I bid on another Glaber Torres rookie card. One of one. And I lost again for the second straight week. So I am exhibiting my true collector, real collector status and moment. But Outside of that, what, what was the one on one? It was so 
rabbit hole, I guess. Not really, but optic. So Panini brands in general, I want to say pre-COVID had much smaller short prints. Like if you look at even Juan Soto, I mean, not really much Acuna and Soto as much because their prices have depressed. But when Acuna and Soto were hot, their prism and optic cards relatively compared to tops are short printed because it's not paper flagship. And there are parallels from 2018 do command some cash, especially since, especially Juan Soto doesn't have any rookie card, many rookie cards in general. So I was chasing a gold vinyl one of one PSA 10 Glaber Torres optic parallel. And it was one of those situations where it was sitting at about a hundred, $150 for like six of the seven days it was at auction. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to put my max bid at 350. That's double what the current amount is. It only has like 25 watchers. This is going to be, I'm going to indulge. I'm going to, you know, pat myself on the back, you know, for, you know, doing a good job. But like, this is like an indulgent person. This isn't a flip purchase. And then I see I'm like third or fourth place and the card ends at $390 and it isn't mine. But hey, if I am losing an auction, that means I'm bidding conservatively. And that is a good thing for me every once in a while, rather than consistently overindulging and overbidding. Yes. And I love that you are trying to claim collecting clout for losing auctions every week on Glaber cards. But I do respect that. I lose auctions every week on clay cards that probably won't get. Um, yes, but Glaber Tour is one of ones. Yes, Glaber Tour is one of ones. There was Glaber a couple. Glaber rookie one of ones. I don't think I've ever been in the running for those ever historically. Like most of my Glaber Torres collection is junk bulk slabs from 2020 but i love them to death because no one else i mean no not technically true probably like 10 other people on the planet have a 2019 582 montgomery club ringside set labor Torres second year psa 10 there's probably like 12 of them and i'm one of the 12 and that's my favorite thing max about your labor pc is that is just some random ass shit in there and, and it's 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 some collecting shit and uh i wanted to so I sent you two clay one-on-ones at Redding, speaking of my PC, on eBay this week. There was a fast break black one-on-one 2019 mosaic PSA 10. So that's the fast break one-on-one PSA 10 of mosaic 2019. And then there was the 2021, this year's prism black shimmer, ungraded one-on-one. Max, as card brain as you are, what went for more? The black shimmer prism? Or the PSA 10 Black Disco 101 clay. It's the Black Disco because people hate shimmers. You would be incorrect. The Black oh. Shimmer, the Black Shimmer went for 1250 and the uh, fast break went PSA 10, mind you, went for less than a thousand dollars, nine hundred and ninety bucks. So but people also you were wrong. Breaks. I am wrong. I I mean the thing is with Prism, personal taste, max personal moment. I like shimmers because I like gimmicks and how they're first off the line exclusive so even though they're such like a yuck for baseball they are out of 30 for blue i know for this year they're out of 30 for blue i want to say they're either out of seven or out of five for green and then of course you have the golds actually is there a gold shimmer i don't know i'm not yes, a basketball there hitter. is there is gold shimmer but uh of- i thought that was an interesting stat there because you know you would think a psa 10 101 first year of mosaic as a full release Someone's been building this clay uh, rainbow for probably a couple years now. Haven't seen the black disco come up. You would expect that one to go for more than the prism, but I think that just shows prism is king to people. Prism 101s go for more than other 101s as we've been seeing, and maybe we'll check in on some spot, some uh, data points on that in the future at some point on like, what do 101s go for versus each other? So you had your optic 101 Glaber went for 390, you said? Something like that. And then what did the, the Heritage Logo Man go for last week? Um, I lost by $4.38. I want to say it did about two fifty, or so the, maybe two eighty. So the, the Heritage Logo Man non-auto 101 went for less than the Optic unlicensed 101. So that's an interesting data point as well. Nice little dynamic. I like seeing what 101s go for just because... People always say, don't grade your 101s. I think there's so many 101s in modern products that it's worth grading. 
I think we've talked about this at some point on the pod. I'm like unofficially hunting one of ones, but I'm always pricing myself out or saying that it's not worth it because I like the command of having really unique pieces and then also be, of course, financially being able to command what you want. But having unique pieces is cool, even like especially if there's veterans. But looking more so for I'm, – I'm getting into a little bit of rabbit hole of – I know I've talked about dual autographs before and how I love them and that they're cool. And so I, I, a card that ended at auction today that I was watching and I was debating, is this cool or not cool was a tops definitive 2022 Jordan Alvarez MLB logo, man, but it's a helmet logo, man. Yes. I saw that. You texted me that that is a texted card. You that is what we like to call a certified young old heads dope card. The helmet logo I was leaning man. towards weird. I was leaning towards weird. I well, didn't all right. On. Here's what you'd, what would you rather have? Helmet logo man or from the majors or minor league logo man jersey. Like the one card I texted you this week. Yes. The Brandon Belt pro debut minor league logo man. The problem is that I do not like manufactured relics. I know that one wasn't. That was game worn. That is. Is, is the helmet manufactured? The helmet no. you were on? But no? the catch is, especially with Topps products, with as you go later and later into the years, they start getting into the language of this is not from any game specific, not from any specific game or season. And well, if it's not from any specific game or season, and what if they just took they wore the jersey or they wore the helmet then took it off. You're relying on their faith that it was actually game used, but there's no legal liability that it is. So then it's like, okay, why am I paying so much money for a card that isn't even game used? And I know we've talked, we've kind of gone back and forth on the timeline about this, but there are a lot of cards that Tops are Tops is making now that on the front of the card next to the relic, it'll say game used. And then on the back, you'll flip it over and it'll get to give you that language of not from any specific game event or whatever. And then it's like, well, on the front, you say game used. On the back, you say it's ambiguous. So yeah, and what then, is the actual And then ruling? I love how there's sleuths that will ID the, ta- the patch used to a specific weekend of a game that where they could have played. I know I had a Manny Machado relic that was ambiguous where I believe it said game used on the front and no it said game used on the front it said not from any specific game or relic on the back i know young old heads listener hb miller 27 love shout hayden out, shout out hayden big kurt bought that legends. card from me and it is in his possession and maybe he knows more than he it's been in his possession for longer so he can crack the case on that shout out but, hayden he uh, supported my stack sale bought a couple of cool cards for me so Big, big fan of H.B. Miller and all all his card dealings. We, I think we'll need to have Hayden on sometime. He needs to come on. He has a couple cool collection yeah, no. stories that I know I want to hear on, on, on Hay- the pod. Hayden knows ball. But, okay, regarding the specific Manny Machado card, it actually had an MLB ID on it. It said that it was from – that. okay, so it was a 20 – the ID of the tag says January 10th, 2018 – and you look it up, and Machado homered in this in a game against Boston. But there's some inconsistencies with it, and it's because it's a July... Hayden was saying it was a July 4th jersey when they didn't even play the game in July. And then if you look up June 2nd, 2017, you can see that they didn't even wear those uniforms. So there's a lot of confusion, and how much can you really trust the back of these cards? The, the the ambiguity ambiguity of relics these days is definitely like it's reaching a tipping point i think i think with we've talked about how they use event worn stuff in like national treasures this year in basketball and stuff but someone asked me literally today in the Ludex office they were like tommy would you rather have this finals game use steph curry patch or a rookie patch of Steph. And I said, I would much rather have the finals game use patch than a rookie patch. I think that might be a hot take, Max. What is, what's your initial feeling on that? Is that a hot take that 
I think you're just a little bit of a spoiled Warriors fan because you had four different finals appearances. Or no, or is it six? It's six finals appearances. Yeah, but wouldn't that mean that those finals patches are more prevalent? Like, Yeah, but most people's franchises don't have one finals appearance. Yeah, but like given the option, like let's say Glaber, let's say Glaber wins final World Series MVP this year. Yeah. Would you rather have Glaber Torres dank patch from the World Series or Glaber Torres logo man heritage 101 rookie card? I lean dank patch from World Series. Think about it like tickets. Okay. Even though I'm not a ticketer, but I, you know, I've dug my hole in the rabbits a little bit. I've spent some time with the rabbits, as they say. Playboy. And a player is a rookie season. You have 162 baseball games. You have 82 basketball games. You have only a few games of postseason for a player's entire career. You know, it's like, oh, like what car? You know, oh, there's a million ticket stubs from Kobe Bryant during his last NBA year season i believe that was what 2016 Mm -hmm. but how many of them how many career ticket stubs do you have of him scoring 50 or of him in the playoffs or him in a finals game or him with his career high assists on the road and the the thing that got me thinking about this this today was i was looking at cards that have sold for over a million dollars in 2022 and there have been 31 cards that have sold for over a million dollars in 2022 and I'm going to give you – I'm going because I have the stats in my head right now. If you had to rank sports by, like, which sport has had the most million-dollar-plus cards sold in 2022, which ones would you go and rank? There's five sports. Uh, is it a strict question? It's a question. Okay. I Most cards – so I'm going to say the sports. I first, yeah. first, tell me if I get the sports, right? It's, yeah. It's basketball, soccer – football baseball obviously and sport f1 is f1 the fifth it's hockey hockey i from what i understand there has not been an f1 card sold for over a million dollars but maybe this person that i was reading is this lewis hamilton futera the record holder right now I believe, yeah, I think there actually hasn't even been an F1 card sold for over a million. I mean, obviously, if the Hamilton Superfractor so came up for it, probably would go for over a million. Which is so funny because I feel like F1 is consistently associated with scarcity and expensive and high price points. Yeah, but so you got the sports, sort of. Yeah, sort of. So there's 31. Can you rank them for me though? Like, which sport has had the most? Okay, hockey's, most, hockey's definitely bottom. Yeah, hockey is just one PSA ten Gretzky, which we've talked about. Yeah, how rare that's those what are. I'm thinking. I'm like, oh, it's going to be like an OPG Gretzky. I yeah, I mean, we know that the OPG Gretzky PSA ten top two is probably would. None of those have sold recently, so it's hard to say. But like that would definitely be up there. It was a yeah, PSA I'm ten. Gonna, I'm like, I know a uh, uh, McDavid didn't cross that. No. Um, I'm going to say baseball, so football, basketball, soccer. I'm going to say baseball's third. Baseball is third. Oh, yeah, I actually meant fourth, but that works. Baseball's third. (laughs) Like, why would I skip fourth? That doesn't doesn't make sense. You're you're on one right now. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, baseball's third. Okay, so I have basketball, football, and soccer. I'm putting basketball one, soccer two, football four. No, way off. Uh, basketball has 12 at one football has 10 at two mind you eight of those are brady rookie tickets oh my god Step so so eight of them are brady two of them are the herberts that sold recently um three is baseball all of them have been vintage i'm pretty sure i don't think there has been a modern baseball that has sold for over a million i felt like the thing with soccer is that you have one crumpled pele card and it's worth six mil yeah, so it's a it was a pay. So that's why card. I was expecting soccer to be the sleeper number two pick. That would be a sleeper, but no, I don't. I think that modern soccer hasn't really reached it there yet. Yeah, no, modern definitely hasn't reached it. But so I was looking at the basketball ones. Basketball most million dollar cards sold in twenty twenty two. I don't. I think I guess people might guess that, but it was surprising to me. And a lot most. Of I feel them like LeBron's. it's. I mean, if it's twelve to ten, I don't think people would have thought. I didn't think it was that close. 
Well, yeah, I mean, Brady tickets, it's like whenever those sell, it's going to be over a million. So, like, if someone wanted to, there's a hundred of them. If someone wants to sell five of them, you know, they're probably going to get over a mil on each of them. But I thought that was interesting just to give you a little snapshot on the high end market. Obviously, we do not operate in the high end out here in the young alpha heads. We operate in the low to mid end, which is where we thrive and have a great time. But I like to observe. I like to watch professional athletics. I like to observe high card prices. Uh, so that was just one fun fact of the day that I saw. So just a little collecting tidbit that we like to talk about here. Well, we have officially passed a lot of the things that I was thinking we maybe talk about, but that's kind of how episodes have been going lately. We just start going. Um, it was no. week one of the NFL, though. So, we are not a sports analysis podcast. No, I know we are our not. Biggest fans have kept asking me what I thought about Eli Manning throwing for the Giants this weekend. Wink, wink, nod, nod. But you're not a sports analysis podcast. Tommy likes to make that very clear. It's very, very clear. But we are understanding of market and big events in the market. And football week one is a big one. And what I saw a ton of on the timeline and just in general in the hobby this weekend was, oh, you know whose cards didn't go down this weekend? Jim Brown. <laughs> or My favorite was um, seeing like, oh, Saquon's toast. He's terrible. He's bad. And then it's literally like one quarter of football. And then three quarters later, it's like, he's back. His cards are going. Obviously, Saquon's a running back. But just using him as an example. Oh, my God, he's back. You know, it's him, Himothy. And his cards are going stonks and fish tacos and all the way up to the moon. But like you see people literally overreacting to one half, like with Jalen Waddle, be like people were overreacting to one half of football. And then he got a touchdown, I think, in the second half. And that's like, oh, okay, well, that's like nothing happened. There's yeah. so much speed for paranoia and fear and FUD. And I'm a lover and I want everyone to succeed. Even I have Mac Jones on my fantasy team, and everyone you know doesn't care about their fantasy. Why are you team. drafting Mac Jones on your fantasy team, bro? Because it's a super flex, and I'm you're in cards too much if you're drafting Mac Jones in your. Fantasy I have team. Mac Jones in one of my bulk subs, and I'm just thinking, okay, he was very bad this week. This card's going to go back to twenty dollars. But connecting this to cards, it did give me a bit of a sobering. Up, these are live markets, and the NFL is the most volatile on a week-to-week basis than any other sport. So there is no guarantee that Zach Wilson or Mac Jones and Joe Burrow are going to be worth something five weeks from now. Granted, with the more money that is poured into a player, the more stability is present, as well as, of course, Joe Burrow Burrow just went to a Super Bowl last year. But for some players, like, I mean, Davis Mills played very well this past weekend. But what if Jalen Mills threw for three interceptions and zero touchdowns? Would all the money and all the pumping that was put into him this offseason just collapse on itself? It could. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not just saying it could. put it fear could. into it, but for non-established players that you're just putting money into because they have a starting job, yeah, the bottom can fall out. If Mac Jones becomes Zach Mettenberg, then yeah, the bottom could fall out. I'm not hoping for that. I am a cardboard lover. I'm a lover, not a hater. And I, you know, when you're scatterboarding and buying prospects and rookies all across the board, just the grade. Well, in baseball, you know that Vlad and Soto and Acuna, they're going to head down in the offseason and they're going to tread water during the actual season. If one of them gets hot, then their prices go up. And these are guys that are relatively steady. But like if Jordan Walker gets hurt and you sub him out in an eight-month bulk sub or Jordan Walker worse hits 220 in his major league debut or even 220 in triple a then you're subbing your card out you don't have possession or control of it for eight months and you're getting it back and it's became a third of its value raw so this is something that especially with bulk subs now being available is something that i am getting conscious of and intentional with i have my 20 dollars psa stack and i have my 10 dollars psa stack they may never open $10 PSA stacks again, but I'm building a stack from dollar cards just in case. And my number one rule for that stack is no prospects at all. I have things like 2004 Bowman Chrome Pujols and 20, 
13 Manny Machado Tots Archives that's worth like $4 raw, but is a $40 to $50 PSA 10. And if it's clean, why not send it out at the right price point? But for $20, that's not a good enough risk for it to make sense. But a $10, sure. So I am now factoring this more and more into my grading. For my buying, I'm only buying, at least right now, for what I'm doing, I'm buying baseball players like Vlad, Acuna, and Soto that I believe in. You can add Luis Robert to your list. I don't believe in Luis Robert, so I'm not buying him. But players that aren't, maybe may have loud postseasons, but are at least right now depressed, they go into the offseason depressed, so maybe you buy the dip a little bit more. But my thinking is that as we're in season, you're going to have more and more scarce cards show up in season rather than people selling it absolute bottom. So I picked, I, I know I've said this already, I picked up a very cool Juan Soto Bowman's Best insert rookie card gold refractor out of 50. And for cards like that, you just have to be in it when the hammer sounds and when you're auctioning. So I'm talking a lot, but I'm not buying football right now. I'm focusing on basketball because basketball is going to be played in under two months, really about six weeks, give or take. And I know if I sub that stuff out, we're going to be riding up in a green trend as we enter the season rather than football where anything can happen. It goes zig and zag and zim and zum and Tommy and Vaughn. So that's that. That was amazing. I love I love hearing the breakdown of your grading, like what goes in which grading pile for you all the time. Because I think, first of all, great bringing up that PSA drop there. Grading prices for bulk. So that's always that is definitely going to be a topic going forward, hearing about what you're putting in this like long grading process submission group. Because I think what you grade at $20 that is going to come back in what? six months is their timeline right now right i've heard some july specials pop and be returned in hand at this point that was if you submitted because i know the july 18 dollars special was open for the entire month of july but and some people you can mail it in i mean no not some people everyone could mail it in in the beginning of the month and those that did were getting their orders processed and then now popped quickly and then there is a big big backload at the actual national with in-person drop-offs which makes sense you've I been know allowed uh, you've been allowed i've been allowed about that. both both of my both my economy order and my july special order were entered on september 6th and september 8th look i wasn't mad about my 18 dollar bulk sub with a 150 day turnaround being behind i was not upset about that at all i was upset about my 50 dollar economy sub being behind when of course when you're subbing $50 cards each card is worth a few hundred bucks and I don't really like that going MIA for a few months but play stupid games win stupid prizes I'm not even saying that was a stupid game by PSA but I knew a lot of people were submitting lower and stuff and that maybe submitting it in person would have been a little faster but they are I believe as of this week give or take they are now processed this is September 12th I wrote in my journal today. I started my, I'm now journaling. I start off with today is this date. So I wrote in my journal today is September 12th, but today is September 12th. And I believe all of the orders that were dropped off in person at the national in late July, which is ends at July 31st. So that's like six weeks for entry. I don't think they're going to be that hot. They're that long of a processing time from now on, especially since they've already processed an order that I've mailed in late August, but just something to keep in mind and cards cards um i think that's a good summary of like the impacts of the psa sub drop and what's going to go on so we'll we'll be talking about this plenty more in the future but i just woke up from my nap and i have many thoughts tommy yes i know i am max this is amazing content i'm hyped i am excited to hear your thoughts on another topic though i do it for the people and it comes from my heart and the people want to know your thoughts on tops chrome 2022 being released on friday Notable things about the checklist, Julio Rodriguez, Bobby Witt Jr., and Spencer Torkelson are in the set, are in the base set as short prints. And CJ Rooms and Hunter Green. Yeah, whatever about them. Um, but Whatever about them, Tom. Pitchers, 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 pitchers. But I'll let you go on a, more uninterrupted before I give no, you No, 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 but I'm, no, no, I, I want to hear your thoughts because honestly, as someone who is not super hyped about the Giants checklist and Topps Chrome. I don't know really how much I'll be doing in that. I think that it's a 
fool's game to rip tops chrome this year just because of how high the print runs are going to be and how i think tops is just kind of messing with people with these like short print variations of rookies just artificially deflate their amount i think that is anti-collector um but there is like this new they're now doing parallel like separate parallels for the photo variations short prints so like those cards will get these speckle parallels as opposed to like what the base cards get so that'll be something new which i haven't really wrapped my head around yet because we've talked about short prints a lot like photo variations and how tops chrome has parallels of those photo variations so the fact that they're making those photo variation parallels like distinctly different from any of the parallels of the normal set. I just said parallels 30 million times in the last sentence, but you get what I'm saying, right, Max? Yeah, I get Actually, can you say it one more time, this time mentioning parallels? Uh, parallels, 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 parallels. But Max, what are your thoughts on that as like a change up of the Topps Chrome set and how it's built and stuff? The parallels I am confused about because it's not something that I've overly studied. There are definitely some unique aspects of this year's release one of the biggest most disappointing aspects not is not the inclusion of veteran autographs we have a 170 player rookie autograph checklist and 47 chrome veterans to be included the most disappointing aspect is that look we people and i and people predicted that the chrome veteran autograph checklist was mostly done just to dilute hits even more from when you were getting your five autographs per box in, a, in an HEA jumbo and two in a traditional hobby. But I'm looking at this 47 names. There's Juan Soto, and I don't see Mike Trout here. I don't see Jose Ramirez here or Clayton Kershaw here. And I recognize the cost for them to sign their name is higher. But we have Kyle Seeger on the Chrome Veteran autograph checklist. Kyle Seeger's retired. <laughs> Is Buster I, on there? I haven't even checked out this checklist. Buster yet. is no Buster would be too pricey. But yeah. some of the names we have Brady Singer and Whit Marifeld and Teoscar Hernandez and Max Kepler and Mark Kana, who is a great Met. I've been to Met games. Mark Kana is a great Met. And Casey Mize, Juan Soto's there. Jazz Chisholm's there. More importantly, superstar Kesson Hura is there. But I, I jokes aside, I mean, we have Jazz and we have Juan Soto, by far the two biggest names on this veteran checklist. And it's very disappointing because I think that's so cool, possibly having veteran autographs in Topps Chrome. But Mike Trout signs his name all the time. You can't even get Mike Trout to have traditional Chrome autograph parallels that aren't just inserts from Topps Chrome Update, which is a retail product. This is the creme de la creme of baseball products. And you can be hitting Michael Brantley and Alex Karoloff for non-rookie card autographs. And that's bad. That's bad. I'm saying it's bad. I do think it's interesting. Wanda Franco and Arneal Cruz are traditional base cards in this that will have parallels. We don't know if the base card short prints for Julio Rodriguez, CJ Abrams, Bobby Wood Jr., Spencer Torkelson, and Hunter Green. Boom. Right off the tongue. No cheating. I didn't cheat that time. I didn't cheat the first time either. We don't know if they will have colored parallels. They or will not. have colored parallels. You know they it. Will, they yet. Oh, I will do you bet even my, work for a card company? I will bet my life they will have parallels. I yeah, think, but we don't know. I think they will end up just being what the photo variation short print parallels are. So that'll be like a different thing. But I know. Cool SRP for blaster boxes last year. I don't know why I did the black white mini diamond set from last year. We'll get into that later. If that was such a waste of money, it's sitting under my bed and it's incomplete. But I don't know why I did Just that. Just fucking finish it, bro. Oh yeah, I fucking will as soon as someone gives me an Ian Anderson and an Alex Kirov. Those are two of the players that I'm missing. But blasters were thirty dollars SRP last year, which is higher than twenty dollars. Math minor in the chat. Me, I actually had to drop my. <laughs> I actually had to drop my math minor. But we see pre-orders we from get, We don't need to get into your struggles graduating. <laughs> I think we do. But we have pre-orders from Dick's Sporting Goods at $40 per blaster. I think Dick's is taxing a little bit. We all talk Dick's. about Dick's a bit sometimes. 
Dick's but taxes. It's... I went to a Dick's and they were selling Gypsy Queen blasters for thirty five bucks. So. Okay, that that more so confirms it then. But therefore, at forty bucks, I I don't think Tops was dumb enough to raise their SRP a second consecutive year, especially when twenty twenty one Tops Chrome plummeted and was a failure of a release. But at these SRPs, at these print runs, I'm I hate don't rip don't uh, scour for raw cards on eBay. Like me, get your UV resistant blue light glasses on. They make my face look symmetrical, which apparently helps for girls or something like that. I don't know. And this go is... hunt some autographs. Go hunt your Bobby Wood autographs. Go hunt your Julio Rodriguez autographs. As some, you know, obviously I grade. I talk about it a lot. Thank you, listeners. Shout out you if you listen to the podcast. Seriously. Yes, you. You. We're talking to you. Yes, we're talking to you. If you wake up, and you do you, you do the lawn with a lawnmower to this podcast? Shout out you as well as that. Shout out if everyone you're, else. If you're doing time. your push-ups for the day, I was doing my push-ups. I did some push-ups right after my nap. Perfect. I saw Fight Club recently, and now I have a lot more thoughts about masculinity that I had before watching it, but I still have them now. But anyway, I mean, since we're all this is a max interview. I don't know. You 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 try to compare Juan Soto to Jazz Chisholm as being equal level of names. No, but I don't know no, where I'm you not are saying equal right level of names. I'm just saying the only ones that you you Tommy, you work for a card company. Have you yes. seen this checklist? Do you you can you can say Jazz Chisholm and Juan Soto are closer than to each other than Juan Soto and Ryan Jeffers and Nicky Lopez and Mitch Haniger. And Brandon Lau. These names are awful. Yeah, that's awful sucks. with a Staten Island all. That is tough. And that's an L for collectors, I think. I mean, but I, just to finish, wrap up the point no, no, bit, wrap it before up. I was getting very personal about my movie watching, I do keep in mind we do have playoffs starting in October, but we have the off season starting in November. And you are, it is going to be a race to beat these turnaround times with these grading companies as well as a high premium on the get-go due to hype and due to the premium that raw cards have immediately after release because they're not overly, overly picked through, I would be very careful buying raw initially until prices simmer down at least a little bit. Julio Rodriguez is going to be very expensive. Bobby Witt had a 2020 season and is still going. But autograph hunting will be interesting. Grading will be interesting. I'm not expecting myself to get too deep in it for Topps Chrome just because of the timing of the offseason. But greatness is coming. Greatness is coming, but late season release mixed with print run skepticism, kind of a weird checklist with whatever means I'm not ripping any of it, which is rare. Maybe I'll rip a blaster of just randomness just for fun at some point. But um, I've said it before, but the original traditional release date for Topps Chrome is July 31st, and it would coincide with the National Sports Card Collector Convention, where I met Tommy for the first time. And it was, I don't know if it was scheduled for July 31st this year, but that's when it's usually scheduled. And then, at the very least, it was scheduled for August 31st, and then it was pushed to September 30th, and then it came fishing pulled back to September 16th, two weeks earlier. So, we are not supposed to be having this card released this late. Some people say COVID. If we're getting to fanatics and panini rumors, maybe maybe something like that happened. I don't know. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Or am I? No, I you don't are. believe in that conspiracy theory. But, but there's a lot of drama here. And I'm here to cause it. Yes, I know. So what you're... I just went on a little brain tangent there while you were talking which I rarely do, but I, w- I ended up thinking about what is more desirable long-term, the Julio Rodriguez Series 2 short print or the Julio Rodriguez Tops Update gold parallel rookie paper that will be coming out at some point? Um, I think a big part of it is that is it going to be a rookie debut or is it not? I am inclined to think that it would not be a rookie de- or that the main card in it would not be a rookie debut because the paper card was a short print. It will probably be yeah. a different image variation. Something that is interesting is that we could be seeing the image used for update in what is presently the top 3D card. Yeah, that's what I was about to say, actually, is the 3D might be giving us a little prelude to what update looks like. Um, 
we love 3D tops 3D here. On it's an online product where you yes, but you know, the cards are. Th- I saw you buy Wanders yesterday, of it, right? I, I did. Those, that's just for the grading. No, you you were right. That is just for the grading fodder for the bulk yeah. sub. I felt like those are you know good candidates, and I got tells me that they weren't picked through. That's got. Oh, yeah. But I always have fun. I have ten boxes. I probably won't be ripping this year. I won't be ripping my tops 3D. Just for I also one. just for the just for content. My but the thing <laughs> is with top 3D is that it has no parallels. It has two inserts per box, which Variation. are more high more more highly printed than the base cards, and then it has the image variations. And I haven't done the math for this year. I do I wanna say one year it was 63 copies and the next following year it was 75 for 2020 2021 and being able to hit a legitimately very short printed card and they don't recycle these image variations for other products these image variations are unique to top 3d that is my favorite thing to chase and those are some of my favorite cards yeah a wander a wander photo variation 3d that card would go very hard to have yes speaking of which there are five Super short prints for Topps Chrome. Only five. And they are, because I feel like usually the checklist is way larger, but it is Shohei, Ken Griffey, Wander, Jackie Robinson, O'Neill Cruz. I was looking at one of the William Mays. Yeah, I sent you, I sent you, I sent you that William Mays. I didn't want to put, I didn't want to falsely attribute it to you and give you stolen valor. But yeah, it was you that sent me the William Mays. And I'm like, that's a cool card. So I bet they're going to knock it out of the park with this Jackie Robinson. But base, super short print, chromes, cool. Trout not even on the list. Confusing, but okay. But legitimately, but short, super short print cards that are legitimately super short print. It's like, it's like why even a Luka Doncic silver courtside is worth so much more than an Anthony Edwards silver courtside. Because... Well, one has a lot smaller print run than the other, and that's it. Yeah. I have internally been keeping track of how many different variations of Wander Franco's 2022 Tops design rookie cards there are, how many different photos are on the same design. Um, right now we got the base and the base opening day. Opening day has a short print and the dugout peaks. It's almost, got- it's almost like there's someone who did a vet parallel rainbow of every single copy of what had an image of that card, not of Wander, but of Lee Severino. Yes, you did. But yeah, no, I'm I, just, saying, I, just, like, I just had to make a point. But no, but what I'm saying with Wander, like Wander has like almost by the end of all of this, by the end of update, tops update and tops update Chrome, there's going to be like over 10 different photos of Wander Franco on a 2022 tops designed card with a gold cup. And it's going to get, weird for people when there's that many different ones and that's going to dilute the market for all of them i think and like maybe they'll end up being the one super rare one that everyone is going after but like the fact that they have from what i understand i think over seven different cards right now that have the 2022 tops design with a wander franco image on it that includes complete yeah, set I variations know, i know for money you can't just chase the rarity you have to chase the clout i like opening day just because i know the opening day bubblegum picture has a print run of 250. That's my favorite one so far. And the Dugout Peaks, which I don't like as much, has a print run of 100, and that's 100 total copies. So that's not many copies. Yes. Good, good, uh, good save. Yeah. No, I just, I just wanted to make sure people knew that that weren't copies. I want to, I think at the end of the year, we'll maybe do some sort of like recap of baseball products for the year, and we'll talk about more about like how many different photos you can get of Wander Franco on a baseball card that, and try to get people to care about it. I think the, I think they are reaching their limits. But Max, we're gonna cut us off while we're hot here. Oh um, no, we have more and more to talk about. Oh, but guess what? It's only episode nineteen of four hundred million episodes that we will. Tommy, do, so. we didn't even talk about eBay buys of the week. We did not talk about eBay buys of the week. I like closing with that. We did not. All right, we'll close with eBay buys of the week. We did not talk about the actual topic that I said we were gonna talk about, but that's fine. Let's talk about eBay buys of the week. Okay. What were your last five eBay buys? I can look at mine right now. But I will I've go, been, I've been I'll going go first. I'm, I'm really, really close to finishing my road to the final set with the Warriors. So I got 
two more of the the conference finals out of four ninety nines. Um, I got oh absolute steal and a half. CC Sabathia two thousand two tops chrome gold refractor gold cup. I got for three bucks shipped with a base included and a Bowman rookie card of CC no, Sabathia. That was robbery. That, that was is robbery. straight robbery. I have never been more hyped about eBay buy in like probably a year. Three yeah. bucks for a gold. 2002 Gold Cup CC Sabathia feature Hall of Famer. Um, I bought a couple. You are Carlos, a thief. I bought a couple Carlos Rodon Gold Cups. I bought a 2016. So his Gold Cup was 2016 tops. I got a Sapphire. So that's my first 2016 Sapphire card, which I'm hyped about. First year Sapphire Gold Cup. Uh, and then I got a, just a plain gold. I got both for less than ten bucks combined. Uh, and then. I bought a boo booey purple refractor Bowman U from Northwestern just because purple with Northwestern perfect for my collection. And that was like two bucks. That so is... I spent a lot of cheap cards this week, but I'm hyped about all of them. I'm, yeah, I'm going to go crazy once there's more Wake Forest cards for Bowman University football and run relevant Bowman University basketball, but probably not Bowman University basketball. Um, my latest buys were a 2019 Juan Soto gold sliding refractor this is the 2019 image variation and it is the gold parallel out of 50 psa 9 i am not necessarily aggressive in buying soda right now but if i see sort, but yeah no it's a really cool card and but if i see cards that are at auction and i know soto is lower than he should be right now and i think he's one of the safest bets in baseball i don't think these cards like these are going to be auctioned consistently in the auction in the off season. So I won that, and I thought it was a good price, and it's a really cool card. Um, my next one's more generic. Um, there were four Pokemon cards I bought, all four Charizard. Two from Shining Fates, the Charizard VMAX Shiny Vault, which is a nice full art Charizard. The Burning Shadows? I, yeah, Burning Shadows Charizard VMAX Rainbow Rare, and then a Radiant Charizard from Pokemon Go. Most of these are no, all of these are just $22 bulk sub candidates that should be pretty safe. But just stuff because I know Pokemon people aren't as rigorous in checking their own cards as sports people. And I wanted to make sure that as long as there are standard copies, I will take the shot. Then I bought the aforementioned 2018 Bowman's Best Juan Soto Gold Refractor out of 50. I already talked about that, so I won't say it again. And then I guess the last two I'll talk about where I was, I've been, I guess I've been on a little bit of a Curtis Med binge and I bought a true gold refractor and orange sapphire, both out of 50. Um, he got hurt recently and I feel like, of course, no, nothing gets played in the off season, but it really just takes a hot spring training or even just spring training hype, given that he's borderline MLB ready he very well could be in the AL Rookie of the Year running. And I think just hype in the preseason, that's a card. He's a player that can go up without him even needing to play in the majors. Fun fact about him, he's from Australia, where there's a big collecting basis. So I think whoever ends up being the first like megastar from Australia is going to have like low-key a ton of hobby interest, which is another aspect of it that you can think about because we know already that... like some of the biggest Japanese guys, no matter what they kind of do with their careers, end up kind of holding value, especially in basketball. Um, you, so, Okay, what about Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons does not really rep Australia super hard. I know Patty Mills is probably, the, or Bogut is probably the closest you get so far. But What about Josh Giddy? Josh Giddy could be it, but Josh again... Giddey. Josh Giddy could be him. It, it could be him. It could be him, but... Baseball, yeah. another like we'll see. I, Australia, yeah. though, I, I have a Australian dudes. Fact. I'm in on them. I'm in on Josh Giddy. I love buying sure. Josh Giddy. I think you should buy so much more Josh Giddy than you buy. Desmond yeah, Bain, to be Hoops honest. Talk. I Hoops have talk. a Josh Giddy red prism that's currently at PSA. We have barely talked about basketball this entire episode, but and it's going to be fun when we're talking about Jordan Noir again. Oh, I cannot wait for basketball season. You know, this is not a Sports analysis podcast. Not a sports analysis podcast. But Max, I like this, watching my Knicks. So this week we were supposed to talk about past MLB prospect lists and how well they've been doing, how well yeah. they've done, and like different cool cards. 
But instead, we just gave a quick little snapshot of like the entire card lore right now, which I think is interesting. I think there's just a lot going on. There's just a lot going on, and I'm glad we talked about all of it because as much as we aren't a breaking news podcast, we are a staying relevant podcast. Not every episode is super evergreen. I think you can learn things from all our episodes, though. Um, Next week, though, Max, very, very, very excited to announce our next guest on the program. We are going to have... Oh, we have a good guest. The... The man himself, Mitch, I at IMO Mitch on Twitter and Instagram, an absolute legend of card Twitter who collects niche stuff throughout the years. You won't see a mainstream, you will not see the Juan Soto sliding gold refractor anywhere near this dude's collection. He goes for the weird stuff, the fun stuff. He sent us and odor what is that from archives that like one yeah. that makes it look like he's sucking a dick or something he's yeah like, that's i'm going for the rainbow of this card i'm like hell yeah mitch let's go my my favorite card that i bought off mitch was a 2006 tops black chris davis with a c rookie card black i think he sold it, it was either like one dollar or five dollars and i saw it and i'm like this is sick i need this now and he's like, yeah, I pulled it in, like, 2006. And yeah. I'm like, that's wicked. Mitch was ripping all, like, the 04 to, like, 2011, 12 products, which I love. And I will educate you on a little bit, Max. But that'll be super fun next week. Mitch is the guy that really helped me get back into the hobby. Hugely influential on my collecting habits. And really just, like, a unique voice, I think, in the hobby who doesn't really do content stuff too often. He just rip some of the most fun sales to watch if you're not like buying stuff if you're on twitter you got to follow him just because the cards he posts are just random as hell and just cool to look at even if you're not looking to buy them Um, best stack sales from your mom's attic that you've ever seen yes the best ones of all time and we'll he'll go into why how his dad used to run a hobby shop his story with collecting we have a lot of fun stuff to talk about me and mitch actually know each other a little bit from growing up too so we'll tell some fun old old TV sports card stories next week from my days being a child. Um, Correct. Television sports cards. Max has been a blast of an episode as always. Episode 19. You can refer to me as Pete Alonzo whale from Pete Alonzo whale. Max, Max, do your pushups, collect your cards. How about you do your your pushups? You do your pushups. I'm about to go. I'm about to go to the gym right now. So, Oh, that's good. Stay healthy, everybody. Yeah. Get your miles in. I've Collect been cards. Lately. Text me and Max fun cards. We like to see them. So yeah. see you guys next week with Mitch. It's going to be a blast. That'll definitely be a long episode, I think. I think I'm not going to cut him off. Mitch likes to talk. I'm excited to hear what he has to say. And I think it could be one of our best episodes yet. Not unlike this one and all previous episodes. So Max, you got any parting words for the people? Be a man of the people in order to become the people.